Welcome to Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree, the show where we dish out tips and advice for mystical business owners and service providers. And if you're listening, you might be thinking, well, what is a mystical business owner exactly? Well, if you work as a tarot card reader, astrologer, Reiki healer, intuitive counselor, oracle medium, you know, if you're doing any kind of spiritual or mystical art as part of your profession, we're talking about you. And I'm Teresa and my lovely co-host, where are you? Hey, everyone. I'm Bree. So we have both been self-employed sacred artists running our own businesses for decades upon decades for so long. (laughs) We know. And looking so fabulous. We know what goes into running a successful business. And we know exactly how much heart, grit, and hustle it takes to get your business afloat and keep things rocking along. So we do this show together once a month because we love sharing the business strategies that we've learned and implemented over the years, and we love seeing our fellow mystics thrive and succeed. And in each episode of Talking Shop, we tackle a different topic, and this year we are focusing exclusively on publishing books, you know, the book thing, because so many of us are becoming authors or want to become authors, so You know, it's really a a pretty hot topic this year. And today's topic is kind of a sensitive one. The topic is, (laughs) so your book or deck got a bad review. So thanks for listening. I know, ouch, this is a tough one. Um, But you know what, Bree, this is one that I think we're all going to have to face at some time. It's a very sensitive subject, you know. I mean, when you put your... Right? I mean, when you put your book or deck out into the world, this is how I like to view it. It's like you're giving birth and you're bringing your baby out there and you're making a birth announcement. You hope everyone thinks you're beautiful. your baby is as beautiful as you think it is, you know, because you know you worked on all that hard labor. And so if somebody yeah. doesn't like it, it's like somebody dissing your baby, you know. And so I think I think it's it, it's a sensitive subject. It's something that everybody's terrified about, Um and, you know, frankly, this topic doesn't need to be limited to only books because, you know, face it, most most of us metaphysical practitioners are at one time or another, we're going to get someone who doesn't like our book. We, they don't like our work, I mean. Um, and, you know, you're going to have to have a thick skin about that because if you're going to be out in the public eye or if you're in business and any restaurant owner can tell you this, you're probably going to get a hater at some point. So the first question how do you, as a sensitive person, and I know how sensitive you are, how do you mm-hmm. handle it when someone doesn't like your work or your book and they decide that they're going to be public about it? So I think, I mean, this is such it's a tough topic, and it's a really important topic for all the reasons that you said. And I think that this is where a really strong sense of boundary and a personal responsibility can be your BFF. And what I mean by that is when I put something out into the world, whether it is a book or a class or a specific product offering, my understanding of the creative process is that, you know, we have have these ideas that come to us, these inspirations, these insights that show up. And... As creative people, our responsibility is to work with that idea and to deliver that idea in whatever form fits it best, to make it in a, in a way, you know, build it a house and then set it out in the world. 
-hmm. And that's what writing a book is for me. You know, writing a book is, here's this idea, you know, from my book, From Making Magic, the idea is that magic is actually already present in our everyday lives and experiences. So here's the house I'm going to build around that idea and with that idea. And then I'm going to put it out into the world. And that's where my responsibility ends, right? I am not responsible for people loving it or hating it or feeling like it's the best thing they've ever encountered or feeling like it totally ruined their day. None of that is my responsibility. As a creative person, my responsibility is to the idea. So my job is to make sure that I have taken care of that idea. I have presented it in the most articulate, understandable, beautiful way possible, and that I have let people know about it, right? I've shared it with people. I've let people know that it's available, that they can participate if they want to. They can tour the house. They can go through it. If they really love it, they can set up shop and live there. Um, but if you don't like it, that's not my problem. And actually, if you love it, that also is not my, that's not my thing. You know, I'm, I am not responsible for either of those. I hope that people love it. I hope that it's helpful. But once it's out there, it's bigger than I am and I'm no longer responsible. And so because I hold that vision of where my personal responsibility ends and my boundaries are really strong, bad reviews don't fluster me that much. Now, before I had that understanding and I really felt like, you know, my essence was in every single thing I put out there, if somebody didn't like it or if it got a bad review, I mean, it would really <clears throat> destroy me. So for me, this is this is the best way to handle it is just to understand that, you know, I'm not responsible for whether you love it or you hate it. I'm responsible to the idea. And so right. if I feel like I've done the best job by that idea that I can, then I'm happy. And if I and if everybody loves it and I have a bestseller, but I don't think that I did the best job with the idea, then by the way, I'm not totally satisfied. It's <laughs> the other right. side of that. So what about you, Teresa? Because I know you're really sensitive too. What's your take on this? Well, you know, there's um, two things that really helped me with my sensitivity. One was studying Zen Buddhism, which, by the way, I'm a lousy Zen Buddhist, but it really helped me to, like, um, take a more, you know, I hate to say this, a Zen approach to things like that. Um, mm -hmm. You know, and I, I, I kind of blend that in with my yoga practice. So that really helped a lot. But also there's um, the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz. And in the Four Agreements, two of the agreements, I think, really applied to how I view the whole thing, my philosophy about negative reviews is one of the four agreements is don't take anything personally, and the other one is do your very best. And, you know, everything that I do, I just, like you, I do the best I can. And I'm okay with the fact that not everyone's going to like it. You know, it's, it's kind of like when you're dating somebody. You're not attracted to every person that comes along. I mean, we are, we're all attracted to Jason Momoa, but, <laughs> you know, we're Obviously. not all, Right, but I mean, we're not always going to be attracted to the same thing. And so I've really found, you know, the older I get to and the more I practice these philosophies, the less sensitive I am to it. I mean, sure, it still stinks. Nobody wants to hear that someone thinks your stuff sucks. But, you know, you can't get hung up on it. And I've just found that... Um, 
anytime somebody has a negative attitude about my work or my writing, they're entitled to their opinion. It doesn't mean I agree with it. It doesn't mean a lot of other people are going to agree with it, but they're entitled to their opinion. Just as there are things that I like or don't like, and that's okay too. I just don't always feel like I need to be public about it, though, but that's just me. I, I like to say let's let people save some face here. And that's something I had to learn. You know, there's a critical side of me, too, that wants to go out and say, hey, I had a terrible experience at this restaurant. You know, and back in the day, there were times where I I acted like that. But the older I get, I'm telling you, this mellowing out thing, I'm like, do I really need to do that? No. Nobody cares. Who cares? But anyhow, that's just what I think about it. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, that's super helpful. So, you know, most books will get at least one or two and sometimes more one-star reviews, and I know that you've had a few. So can you tell us how you handled it the first time you experienced this? Well, when I put out um, the tarot coloring book, the first bad review I got was before the book came out over on Goodreads from someone who didn't even have the book. It was so weird because it wasn't even published yet. (laughs) And so I, I kind of really appreciated that, though, because it was really this huge kick in the gut. It totally sucked. And I was really mad because it's like the goddamn book is even out there. But it, it almost felt like it was an initiation. And it's like, okay, this person doesn't like the concept of this book. Yeah. And, you know, it, it stunk, but I took it. I allowed myself to bitch about it for one day, and then that was it. Then I was done. And then when there were a few more, because I got a few more, you know, not-so-great reviews on it, not everyone's going to like a, a coloring book for tarot. And after that one awful review, then it was really like not a big deal. You know, it's not their style. Uh, You know, it's the same like if someone doesn't like my tarot work. I'm not their style, and it's okay. Mm -hmm. So I really, really just, you know, try to, like, keep that kind of a mindset. And, you know, one of the things I, I really recommend for people is that you give yourself a day to, like, mourn or bitch or complain about it. Give yourself permission for one day and then be done with it and move on. Now, there are some people that will get really charged up and, you know, get bent out of shape, but, you know, it doesn't do you any good to get bent out of shape about it. It's just going to make you aggravated. It's going to make you stressed. You know, it's going to make you not enjoy the experience of having your work and book out there in the world. And I think it's more important to be focusing on the work that you're doing the joy it brings you, the joy you're bringing other people, and instead of that one bad review. And by the way, I also, and I learned this from Tanya Geisler. She, she's a coach who teaches about the imposter complex. She says you should always keep a file of every good email you get, every kind review you get. You get. She calls it a yum file. And so anytime you get something like a bad review, you go back and you look at all those good reviews. And that really does help you to keep things in perspective. You know, every author is going to get a poor review, even J.K. Rowling, even Stephen Mm -hmm. King. They're going to get crap reviews, too. And I highly doubt that they sit there and lose a whole lot of sleep over it. They've got another book to write. They've got lots of people who love their work. I have a feeling that that's what they, yeah, I have the feeling that that's what they focus on more. So, you know, what about you? What do you think about the first time you get a bad review? What is your advice on that? I think that, I mean, again, I think that you need to be really clear about where 
your responsibility lies. And, you know, as you said, in, in nine, 99% of the time, this is, it's not personal. Mm-hmm. Um, in certain cases, somebody's got, you know, like, like you said, you have, you'll have a review of somebody who obviously didn't even read the book. Um, and, but again, you know, as an author, as a teacher, as a practitioner, your, it's, it's, your job is not to make sure that, you know, everybody loved your book. Your job is to make sure that you did the best job you could, um, with the idea that you had. And so if you can rest solid in that, then it really doesn't matter. And, you know, it may sting and that is ego for sure. Um, but you know, just, just remind yourself, if this is, it's not about you. Mm-hmm. It may not even be about your work. A lot of the time when you see really negative reviews, it is clear that the person is just completely working through something else that has nothing to do with you at all and just happens right. to be using your work as like the launch pad for them to go off on whatever they're going off about. And so, you know, you, you just can't, you can't let that uh, become a stumbling block. You know, go into it knowing not everyone is going to like it. There are going to be negative reviews. And, you know, not everybody is going to like anything that you do. And yep. not everybody is going to like you. And so that is just, these are facts of life. And so you can decide to let those things paralyze you. Or you can decide to say, okay, that's how it is. And I'm not going to let that keep me from doing my work. And as you very rightly pointed out, you know, best-selling, super popular, beloved authors also get negative reviews. Like, nobody is going to only have positive reviews. You don't worry about it. Yeah, and, you know, I've hung out with with musicians all my life, you know, and my husband's a musician. Yeah. My whole life has always been musicians. And, you know, when you're around musicians, they have their nights where they have a bad night. People get mad. People say, oh, that really sucked, you know. Or you get a lot of people that hate you because they don't like the type of music you're doing. And the one thing I've learned from being around musicians is that most of the time they don't take that person. They don't care. They're just there doing their music for the people who are showing up and loving what they're doing. And I think if we focus on the people that really love the work and put our energy there, it really takes the sting and the power out of the negative reviews. Absolutely. I've got a follow-up question for you. Do you recommend responding to a poor review or not? Oh, this is such a good question. So my rule of thumb with poor reviews is if it's something like, you know, the book arrived and it was damaged, or I ordered this book and it was supposed to be here on Wednesday and I didn't, didn't get it until a month later, um, or, you know, there's a fact in this book that I, that is not correct, that I am now going to, you know, I, I, I want to, to let you know what the correct fact is. In cases like that, I will respond, or I'll have customer service respond, or, you know, if it's something that is out of my hands, but it's more like on the part of my publisher or on the part of Amazon or something, I will have the right person 
respond. So in in cases like that, you know, like if somebody says, um, you have totally misattributed this quote, for instance, then that's something that we respond to. If, if it's like, you know, I hate your idea or I don't like this story or I can't take this seriously or, you know, whatever, or this is too complicated for me, whatever that might be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, you know, no, absolutely not. Because again, I am not responsible for you liking or not liking my, my work, right? I'm responsible to the work. So I'm, I, I'm not answering to you, Joe Public. I'm answering to my work. And so I absolutely don't. But if it's like a, now, if, if there is a negative review where like, you know, I'm being accused of doing something that is not right or I'm, I'm, you know, my name is being called out in some problematic way, then I would address that and I would address it publicly so that there's a record from a legal standpoint of, right. of correcting whatever's out there. But if it's just like in the court of opinion, you know, I didn't like this, no, not at all. What about you, Teresa? I agree with everything you say, said there. And I'm of a believer that, you know, if there is a problem like with the book, like you said that the book, um, somebody bitched when they, when the tarot coloring book, when they stopped putting it in a spiral bound. And so somebody was really upset about that because it was originally spiral bound. But what they didn't realize is a lot of the pages would fall out and so people were returning the book. So my publisher, you know, when they reprinted it, they did it without the spiral bound. So of course I wanted to comment on that and say, hey, you know, first of all, I had no, no say in this, and second of all, here's why. So that makes sense to respond. But most of the time, I don't respond. I just don't, because it's like, why? You know, oftentimes then it just makes you look defensive. Um, you know, again, it depends on the circumstances. Someone says this book sucks, you know, or your work sucks, or this was, you're terrible at this work. I, I just don't believe in getting into um, public pissing matches. It's just not worth mm-hmm. it. You know, mm-hmm. occasionally if I've had someone leave a review that I thought was unfair, I might contact them behind the scenes and say, hey, I'm really sorry you didn't like this aspect of my work or you didn't like um, the book. And I'll do that because, again, I'm really a big believer in saving face and being polite and courteous. And, you know, oftentimes that doesn't really amount to much, but on occasion that's led to some really nice conversations and, mm-hmm. you know, that's all you can do. But I, I'm not a big believer in responding to it because, again, especially publicly, because it's like, why? Sometimes it makes you just look like the petty one then. You know, exactly. I know somebody, right. I know somebody who um, had a restaurant, and they got some really negative reviews, and they went on there and got feisty de- defending it, and it made them look worse. So, mm-hmm. you know, what's the point? People either like it or don't like it. It it doesn't matter. Now, of course, you made the point that if there's something where you're being called out, to come out and speak about it publicly makes a lot of sense, too. You know, if you're being accused like, like maybe let's say somebody said um, some of the wording in your book was racist. Well, you should come out and say something about that. You know, absolutely. You should comment about that. But if somebody just wrote, oh, I don't like the way her writing style is, well, what's the point of responding to that mm-hmm. that's exactly right that is exactly right so i i mean i think I, I totally agree it's just you have to be really really careful i think is the takeaway from that and when it comes to responding 
Right. I mean, because, again, sometimes it makes sense, but a lot of times it really doesn't make any goddamn sense to get into it with people. Yep. Okay, so here's here's a slightly different uh, twist. What about if someone leaves a fake bad review? Because we know that this happens. For example, on Facebook, sometimes people leave bad reviews for businesses that they never even use. And I have seen, and I know you've seen, Teresa, that people who see you as their competition yep. will either themselves or have one of their people uh, leave a fake bad review. So what do you do if someone leaves a phony review? Well, first of all, I think if anybody leaves a phony review, there's something wrong with you. There's something really <laughs> wrong with you. I mean, think about that. You're going to go on and leave a fake review for maybe a book you never bought or read, or you're leaving right. a fake review for maybe a businesses a business that you never used. Why would you do that? I mean, there's something really wrong with people who do that. And so the first thing I say, if that happens to you, do know that there's something really wrong with that person because that's not what a normal person does. I mean, there's some, I mean, why would you want to destroy some? Right? Why would you want to destroy some reputation if you don't know them? It's kind of like you know when I see these gossip ranks talking about celebrities and speculating about this or that. It's like really. You've got nothing better to do than try to make this person look terrible and you don't even know them. I just think that's really low. So I just want to start yeah, with saying I that. agree. So the next thing is, if it is a fake review and you know it's a fake review, the only recourse you often have is, you know, filing a report with, let's say, they do it on Amazon and and letting them know that this is a fake report. There There's forms that you can fill out and you can tell them why. Uh, if someone leaves a fake review on Google, then, you know, you can also appeal to Google and let them know, hey, this is a fake review and here's why. Um, you know, if it's on Yelp, usually Yelp won't do anything and nobody goes to Yelp anymore these days because there's so many fake reviews on Yelp, you can't even tell which ones are real. You know, speaking of, I want to go back to restaurants. I have a, a client who has a restaurant and they got bad reviews and listen to some of the reviews. One of the reviews they got that was bad was that the patron came to the restaurant, it was packed, they couldn't get a seat, so they were mad and they left a bad review. What mm-hmm. the hell is wrong with you? You cannot, t- and, and Yelp won't take it down. You know, so you can respond um, and say this is a fake review, you never came in. Or, again, you can appeal to Facebook or um, Google or any of the other places and let them, or Amazon and let them know this is a fake review, and sometimes they will take the review down. You know, so that's, that's about all you can do. But it's really shameful when people do it. Um, by the way, on Facebook, if you have a business, you can change the settings so people can't leave reviews. And that's really good because there's a lot of cranks that show up on Facebook and do that. I have a friend who's an astrologer, and she's got her reviews thing wide open, and she's constantly getting people leaving one-star reviews who've never worked with her. Mm-hmm. How messed up is that? So, you know, yeah. if you don't want to deal with something like that, find the settings to turn it off. What about you? What mm-hmm. If somebody left a fake bad review for you, have you ever had that happen with your business or anything else? And how did you respond? I have. Yeah, I totally have. Um, and, and, you know, it was in, in one case, it was a, it was a client that was just 
not satisfied and she had even she had been refunded and we were just not the right fit but like you know she just couldn't let it let it go and you know again like if so you know my my deal with this is if I'm being accused of something like if I'm being accused of having my facts wrong if I'm being accused of you know, being sexist or racist or, um, you know, if I'm being accused of being a fundamentalist or an evangelist in a certain respect, you know, um, in, you know, anything that goes against who I am and my core mission, then I will respond. I will respond publicly um, and I will set the record straight. Um, because from a, from a legal perspective, I think that's important. It's important to have a record of saying, no, this is not the case. Um, if, if it's just, you know, somebody being petty or like they're angry or they feel threatened by me or by my work or whatever, again, like I'm not, you know, I'm not their mom, you know, and if they don't know by this point in time that, you know, leaving fake bad reviews is just not something that you do, then I, you know, I don't really want to waste my time with that kind of a person. So I'm not, I have very little interest in engaging with that at all. You know, now I do think like for sure if it's on a, you know, on a site where there is like a kind of a protocol that you can take where you can say this is a, you know, this is not an accurate true review this is a person who clearly never read the book and just hates me um and you can have it removed i think that's perfectly fine i mean i would do the same thing if somebody copied a bunch of my website and put it up you know i'd send them a dnc takedown notice so i think that's fine but again it's not something that i waste a lot of time with because right i mean it, like you said it's sort of like there's really something wrong with that's what you're doing and if that's how you're spending your time, then there's really something wrong with you. And I am yep. probably not going to be able to help fix it. So, yeah. And you probably are not interested in me trying to help you fix it. So moving forward. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I think it's really important for people to know that, that you may get some fake ones or you may have someone who's got an axe to grind with you. Maybe it's a rival. They don't like you. You're too sassy or you're doing better than they are or whatnot so they're going to want to do something to hurt you and you can waste all your energy chasing after that and trying to fix that or you can put your energy into creating new things taking care of the clients who love you really rewarding the people who are kind and care about your work i just think that's a a better use of your energy but let's talk about energy, energy for a second um, because you are my favorite ritual person, are there any rituals that you might recommend when you're really feeling stung by a negative review? What can you do when, let's say, somebody leaves the nastiest review? Yeah. What do you do? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if you're going to respond to the review, then I recommend that the very first thing you do is you go and you wash your hands and wash your hands with some warm water and with some salt so that you're removing the negativity of the review and you are replacing it with clarity. So salt is both, you know, it's a substance that's been used for millennia to remove negativity, to banish things that are not helpful, but also to protect and clarify, right? So Mm -hmm. wash your hands with salt. 
Uh, you might want to light a candle to help yourself focus, or you might want to burn some incense or essential oil that helps you focus. For me, an essential oil blend that I love when I really need to focus is rosemary and peppermint. And you sit down and you draft your response. And then I recommend that you let it lie. You, you don't send it off immediately. You go and you take a full-on sacred bath. And so this is where you take either a bath or a shower. And again, you're going to use salt, and you're going to just wash off your entire body. You're going to put on a clean, new set of clothes, and then go on with your day, and then by the end of the day or by the next day, go back over your response, and if you're ready to send it, hit send and send it. Um, if you are not going to send anything, then you can just wash your hands with salt, or if it really affected you, take a full-on sacred bath or shower with salt, Cleanse yourself, put on new clothes, and, and move on through your day, and don't worry about it. If there is something that really just hooked into you and, you know, really, really has affected you and you feel like, you know, you read it and you're like, I am now depressed and I am just, you know, so upset about it, then what you can do is you can take a piece of yarn or a piece of thread and you can hold it in your hands and you can read the negative review over that piece of thread. And as you're doing that, the understanding is that the words that you're speaking are being absorbed into that piece of thread, right? And then you are going to take that thread and you're going to tie one end of it to your finger, to your index finger or your middle finger or your thumb, it doesn't matter, and you're going to feel the weight of those words and the weight of that review coming through that thread. And then when you're ready, you're going to take a pair of scissors. You're going to cut the thread in half. You're going to remove it from your finger. You're going to take the two pieces. You're going to burn them. And then you're going to take the ashes and spread them at a crossroads, which is any intersection with a traffic light. So that's for, like, really a really negative one where, like, you're like, I could get really depressed about this. Kind of a deal. You know, like maybe, maybe like a person that you really have admired and respected, like, gives you not a great review and you're just like, my life is over. That's what you do. I love that. There's another thing that I do whenever I get a negative review. And what I do is I go leave a positive review on someone else's thing. Oh, I love that, Teresa. I love that. It's so simple. It's like, you know what? I'm going to put something positive out there. So I might go for a business that I love and, you know, go and say, this is a great business. I love this business. This restaurant's so fabulous. Or, you know, like I might go and head to Google and say, oh, my God, the Hermit's Lamp is a great shop. You know, I will look for places that I love and put a positive review out there. And I really feel that neutralizes the energy. I mean, it sounds so simplistic, but it's a kind thing to do. And I really recommend for people, you know, that they have a regular practice of leaving kind reviews for businesses they love. Because I think when you're putting that energy out there, instead of putting hateful energy, you attract more of that to you. So that's my, my little weird ritual. I don't know if it's a real ritual, but as soon as I get anything negative, it's like, okay, it's time for me to go put something positive out here. Who needs a positive? I love that. Who's fabulous? Who can I send a testimonial to? And that is just my favorite little thing to do. Oh, 
So, so good. I love that, Teresa. It's absolutely a ritual. And I think it's right on. That's exactly right. You know, it changes. You know, it's basically like a reversing ritual. Yeah. Where like you're taking this negative energy and you're reversing it into something that is positive and helpful. Yeah, and you know, sometimes too when someone puts a negative review about your book, your deck, or your business, you've got to, you know, again, if, if it's something you did, let's say you put out a really ugly deck, you know, own it, move on. Do better the yeah. next time. Mm-hmm. Sometimes mm-hmm. that's really all you can mm-hmm. do. But also send that person some loving energy. You know, I'm a really big yeah. believer in the loving kindness meditation, which is all about removing suffering and helping with, um, you know, just spread good energy. And that's something that you can do for yourself or for the, the person who left the bad review. So all you have to do is you tune into your breath. And as you inhale, you silently say to yourself, may I be free from suffering. And as you exhale, may I be at peace. And then you can think of that bad reviewer and you can turn it around and send that same energy towards them. You know, so may, let's say you're the person who left a negative review was a guy named Bob. May Bob be free from suffering. May Bob be at peace. Send that positive energy out. Sometimes we have to counteract all that haterade with something gracious because sometimes that's what those people need more than anything. Yeah, it is so, so true. I think that's a beautiful, beautiful way to say it. So what advice, what final advice, Teresa, might you give someone who is coming out with their first book or deck and they are just terrified of getting a bad review? My advice is to take a deep breath and do it anyways. Because you know what? You can't let the other side win. You can't. Otherwise, you become silent. And we never want to hide our light under a bushel or hold ourselves back because of the fear that someone's not going to like it. Someone's not going to like you. It's okay. It's not your job to make everybody like you. It's not your job for everybody to like your work, to like you said. Your only job is to do your job. And if you focus on yeah. that, you know, you're going to be good. And you still may not like that negative review when it comes up, but that's okay too. It's okay to be mad or terrified, but you still got to keep doing your work because the world needs your work, and you've got to remember that. Your work is needed. Do you have any advice for anybody who's coming out with their first book and they're getting freaked out about the prospect of a bad review? You know, my advice is that you have probably already said to yourself, the harshest things about your work. Mm. In my experience, right, that inner critic, the inner voice, you know, whatever resistance is what Stephen Pressfield calls it, whatever you want to call it. I I work with published authors. I work with published authors that are New York Times bestsellers and win all kinds of prestigious literary prizes. And you would think, like, Oh, well, they don't have the same internal dialogue that I do about how my work is worthless and sucks and is terrible and nobody will ever want to read it. Um, but they do, right? Like every single author and writer that I have worked with, we all have this internal voice that pops up from time to time and is just totally not helpful. But the right. nice thing about it 
is that you have probably already said the harshest things about your work to yourself. And, and so the negative reviews that will come probably can't touch the self-criticism that you've already engaged in. And I think that that really takes the pressure off of everything, you know, because the fact of the matter is, is that you still accomplished what you set about to accomplish despite that inner negative voice. Like you still have a book or you still have a class or you still have a card deck or a workshop or whatever. So you know that you will survive because you have survived yourself in this respect. So I think that that's a helpful thing to remember. Absolutely. You will survive because you will. You will get through this. (laughs) Exactly. (sighs) So on that note, I think it is time to wrap up this episode of Talking Shop through Teresa. What was your biggest takeaway from this discussion? I love your rituals. I love, love, love the rituals. I mean, even just the simple act of washing your hands, putting on new clothes, when you're feeling upset about uh, a negative review, I just think that's such great advice because we really want to get that energy off of us as quickly as possible so we can keep on doing our work. So that was my favorite, favorite piece of advice. What about you? Anything that you enjoyed about this conversation? Any piece of advice that you're going to take away? Oh, my gosh, they were so... So, so much. Um, but I, you know, I really like the reminder, Teresa, that, that in the case of the fake negative reviews, you can, there is a protocol in a lot of places, and you can, you know, petition to have those removed. It may not always work, but I think that that gives people a practical action to take on, and my justice-loving Libran self approves of restoring justice. So I like oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you know, and I've I've had some fake ones that I've had taken down. Not all, but some. And it does feel empowering because I think one of the things that we need to know too is those review sites, they've originally it was a good idea to be able to leave reviews about books or businesses or whatnot, but they got kind of they ran amok. You know, there's a lot of trolls out there that got a lot of bad ideas. So Having a recourse for that or having the ability, again, to know that, you know, you're going to have to just face that because, unfortunately, these review sites often have opened the doors for people to be jerks for no reason, and you just got to get over it. So, But, yeah, we can go on and on about this, and we have to move along. And so before we sign off, a happy reminder, if you love Talking Shop, don't forget that you can listen to all of the previous shows for free. You can listen to them on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play. Just look for Talking Shop with Teresa and Bree. You're going to find all the episodes there. You can also visit the Talking Shop archives on my website, thetarolady.com. Click on Podcasts, scroll on down to Talking Shop. It's all there. Bree, where can they find us on your site? You guys, head over to com. Click on the Free Resources tab. The archives and the current Talking Shop show will both show up there. And if you like this show, Please take a moment and leave a kind, speaking of reviews, leave a kind review on iTunes. Uh, that's good karma, guys. Come on now. Anyhow, it'll help more <laughs> metaphysical, <laughs> it'll help more metaphysical right. business, right. It'll help more metaphysical business owners find their way to Talking Shop. And that is a wrap for this episode. Join us again next month for another round of Talking Shop. 
Until then, you can find me, Teresa, at thetarolady.com. Bree, where are you? Where are they going to find you? You guys can find me at com. Thanks again so much for listening. Keep taking action to build the mystical businesses of your dreams. You guys, stay on your grind. Make it a great month. We know you will. 